Jesus, we thank you that we can come together this morning and we can say, it is well with my soul. We thank you that in this season of Advent, the, the season where we, we look to your, your, your coming to earth, your birth, God come in human form, the miracle, the miracle that that is, the miracle of God with us. And then the miracle, Jesus, as you lived and showed us a, a right way to live with God in, in trust and in, and in hope and in peace and in love and in joy. Those, those words that we, we focus on in Advent, we just declare this morning that you are the beginning and the end of those words and all that they mean. And it's for that reason and, and through your life and your death and your resurrection that we all come this morning to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the hope that we have in you. Thank you for the peace that we have in you. Thank you for the love. Oh, for the love, we thank you. Thank you for the joy that we can have life in all its fullness, Lord, because of what you did on the cross, Jesus. And now as your people, we come this morning to turn our attention, although we normally look to your birth and your resurrection, Jesus, we come now and we're going to spend some time just focused in on you and your death and your um, resurrection, your sacrifice on the cross and take communion together. What a great time to do that together, Lord. We thank you. So I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would continue to move in our midst as we worship you as we lean in to trust in you, as we hope in you. Come now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you're not seated, please be seated. Uh, and, and welcome, before we just start communion, I do want to say welcome to you all and to those that are visiting with us. Um, we, we're just so glad you're here and, and particularly in this time of, of Advent, it's just wonderful to come together and to focus on Jesus Hope the decorations also around the church uh, are, are beginning to make you feel like it's a little more like, like Christmas. But let's uh, turn our attention to a little more, even more, to Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. You know, we are, we are in an, I said in the prayer, we're in the Advent season and we're focusing on those four words. We haven't lost joy, it just had a little moment and has slipped off. It's a, a perch, joy shall return to the church next week. Don't, don't worry, we'll get that back up there. Um, but we are focusing on those four words. But again, as I said in the message last week, I want to really encourage you not to look at those words in terms of how the world would define them. Look to the scriptures. Look to Jesus and how he would define those four words. Very, very different position to live life from when we see that our hope is actually not through chance or optimism, but our hope is by leaning back and looking at who God is and how faithful he has been and all the promises he has to look forward, that we can lean into him and trust in him. I won't go into the other's peace. I will talk... I hope I'm not stealing your message here, David, but, but all right, we'll see if we, we double up here. Let's see if, I, if I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit. Um, that peace would be not just about the absence of conflict or war, but that peace would be centered on the fact that now all is right for mankind if they would take it with the Father. 
And that is centered because of what Jesus did on the cross. That we can have that peace with the Father because he paid the ultimate price for each and every one of us. And that peace and that hope is not far away. It's very close right now. These are not just children's stories, that Disney movies that are made up. This is the reality that we live in. God with us. He's here with us right now, pouring his love and his joy out on each and every one of us. And so this morning, um, I want to encourage all who, who believe in Jesus and love Jesus to come to the table this morning, to take the bread and to take the cup and to remember Jesus the reason that we have hope, peace, love, and joy in this world. The reason why we can say it is well with my soul. And so um, if I get, Wendy, have we got our helpers sorted? Could I invite you all, to, the, our helpers, to come up and put your gloves on? They're going to serve you the bread and the cup this morning. And so just practically, if you're coming to this table, if you just come down that middle aisle and exit back out this direction, and same here, maybe if we come down this last row here and then and, and exit back out, that would be fantastic. But um, let's um, pray together, and then I invite you to just move as you're ready to come to the table, and you'll be served. Uh, let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. From the depths of our hearts, each and every one of us say thank you for who you are and all you're doing in our lives. We just come together as your, as your body, hearts joined in unity, focused on you, celebrating you and all that you've done for us. Thank you for going to the cross. Thank you for dying for each one of us. And thank you as a result that you rose again and that we all now have, can have life and life in its fullness, in right relationship with the Father. And we choose to take that this morning. We choose to receive that this morning as we take the bread and we drink the cup. We remember you and we will always remember you. Thank you again, Jesus, in your name. Amen. So welcome you all now to become and take communion. Take the time you need to take communion. Sam, could we just have a little bit of background worship? That'd be great. Feel free to take and eat the bread and drink the cup as you're ready to this morning.
Jesus, we're thankful. We're so thankful. And I pray for all in this room that that sense of, um, of love and joy that you have for each one of us, that, that willingness to go to the cross for each one of us would well up in our hearts this day, that we'd be acutely aware of the depth of the love that you have for us, that it would take you to the cross. May we feel it, may we know it, may we experience it. Oh God, let your kingdom come, we pray. Your kingdom come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, welcome everybody. It's great to have you here this morning. Um, just before I do a few announcements, I do want to pray for the tithes and offerings. And Sam, if you could just flick over that slide to, um, to the electronic version of giving if you need it. Or up the back, we have um, an FPOS machine and, and um, a, a little box you can put cash in if you want to as well. But again, let's uh, just pray again and thank God for his provision in our lives. Yeah. Again, Father, we thank you for your provision in our life and in this season as we, we think about Jesus' coming to the earth, coming and, and being a part of mankind, living as one of us, taking on flesh, we come to acknowledge that provision in our life, that you, Jesus, you would come. The Father, you would send Jesus and Jesus, you would come and you would, you would live and you would die uh, for each and every one of us as we just celebrated. And, and Holy Spirit, the provision of you with us, dwelling with us now, here in this room, moving amongst us and touching hearts, changing lives. We thank you for that provision. And we thank you for how you provide for every area of our life. And we come now as an act of worship to bring our tithes and our offerings. And, and I pray for any in need this, this season, Lord, that are amongst us right now, that you would bring a miracle, Lord. You'd bring breakthrough, whether it's jobs, whether it's um, spontaneously given a, a gift of some description that would take care of, of essential needs, that, that God, you, you, your kingdom would continue to break in in that area for your glory. Yeah. We ask that you would take all that we give and you would grow your kingdom as a result, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Hey, um, my name's Scott. It's wonderful to have you all here with us this morning. And uh, Kirk and Nicole, our, our, our senior pastors, are actually uh, doing a part of their other role that, that they have as national directors of the Vineyard Churches of Australia and are down in Sydney uh, for this weekend. So please pray for them. They are in a very, very busy weekend, like like it's crazy from breakfast, lunch, dinner and after dinner they have appointments all the way through from Friday I think it's till Monday until they fly home so please be praying for them they need and they will need energy it's going to be a very very busy time so please pray for them as they're away um I want to also this morning uh, acknowledge that um, some very sad news in in the midst of the life of, of our church here. Uh, at the we learned of the passing of Lisa Smith, um, and this week, and the very sad news of that occurrence. Um, Lisa, for, from my perspective, I know that I would walk in 
uh, most Sundays and, and particularly through the AFL season, I had at least one person in the church that loved AFL as, nearly as much as I did and if I walked in the church, I'd see her sitting up the back there and often it was with her Essendon jersey on, the, the, the black jersey with the red, red stripe on it and um, she, she would always know where my Tigers were up to so she was ready to have a chat with me about how well or bad we did. I always heard about it when we did badly so <laughs> I was always ready for it when I walked in. But Lisa was just a, f- a faithful servant to Jesus. Many of you may or may not know that, that lots of what went on in the, on, on this day, um, she would be here serving early in the morning, helping out always around the church, always loving people, laughing with people, um, greeting people with a, with a smile. And, and we, we, are, we are saddened by her passing, very saddened as a family by her passing, but we celebrate where she is right now. We are so thankful that she's no longer in pain and that she's with her king and celebrating with her king and knows love in all its fullness now, in all its fullness right now. So we celebrate that and we want to welcome any friends and family that are here this morning um, that are are here as a result of Lisa's passing. Our prayers are with you and even right now I pray that the Holy Spirit would be sitting on you and you would know the love of the Father that he has for you because it's real, it's here and it's for you. So we pray that you would know that comfort of him this morning and we are here for you, any who need us, we're here. I don't have details yet of the funeral. Uh, We will let you know and pass on any of those details through our our, our relevant messaging. We do know it will be here. We do know it will be here at at Pine Rivers Vineyard, but we'll we'll pass on details as we receive them as soon as possible and we'll get those out out to you you all. Please be praying uh, for Lisa's family and friends and, um, yeah, sadly missed, but it's one of those balances, isn't it? Sadly missed, but very happy for where she is right now so um yeah please continue to pray for friends and family all right um other than that i'm going to leave please look at your notices for other things that are going on and uh continue uh to i uh, look this season is a wonderful season thank you to the young adults who again who have done a great job on decorating the church it looks wonderful to help us draw into focusing on the birth of Jesus coming to this earth. So rather than hearing any more from me, David, why don't you come on up and lead us into the topic of peace this morning as we celebrate Advent. Oh no, there's some children in here that are just like, Scott, let us go. (laughs) So Lord, we bless the children and all the big children in this place. We ask that that even in this Christmas season, Lord, and as they think about you coming to earth, that Holy Spirit, you would pour out your love upon them, that they would learn more about you, they would know more about you, but even more so they would experience your love for them, we pray in Jesus' name. And to all those who are serving to help them know that, bless them, Lord, and fill their hearts to overflowing that the kids would receive it. In your name, amen. Man, we love the kids. You should have seen them all. The teachers up the back were jumping, but the kids were nearly as like, come on, let us go. We want to go. <laughs> all right, David, as the kids moves out, kids move out, not kid, kids move out. Let's pray for you. Mm. Again, as I prayed at the start of the service, Lord, I just thank you for this man's faithfulness and his passion for you, Jesus. Mm. And we ask that now, Holy Spirit, that would overflow and bubble out across this room to all of us that we would know peace. We would, we would know kingdom peace this morning. 
focused and centered on you. So fill David up. Bring your kingdom, we pray. We, we, we want it. We, we, we'd love to say we give you permission, but it's yours. You're the king of kings. So, so come and do. We just say come and do all that you want to do this morning through the word. In your name, Lord. Amen. Thanks, Scott. Good morning, everybody. Wow. What a day. What a day. Thanks to the worship crew. It was really special to just focus on connecting our lives into Jesus in the middle of what happens around us. And that's really, uh, I guess, the key to uh, the message this morning. The message about peace. You know, when we look at the world, it yearns for peace. But the world can never, of itself, find or deliver peace. We see people calling out for peace, but it never comes. Not the way that it is meant to be from God to us. True peace, and Scott said, let's see how tuned in he is to the Holy Spirit. My notes say, true peace comes in both the absence of distress and the presence of calm and right order. So you said that before. So the Lord had downloaded that to me yesterday and he spoke to Scott about it this morning. So I just want to repeat that though. True peace comes in both the absence of distress but more importantly the presence of calm and right order and right order is only in God's perfect love package that he had in his heart at creation so let's start at the beginning in the beginning we read in Genesis 1 that God created all things and he declared all things very good the end of the first chapter of Genesis, we read these words. And God saw everything he had made, and indeed it was very good. So God made everything very good, which included peace. Peace was part of what was in God's heart. And if we read the Old Testament and look at the, the language of the, the people that it was written through and for, we have a word called shalom. And that's a picture of complete peace, peace on the inside, peace on the outside, connectedness to God in the complete peace that flows from God. But that was God's heart, but then there was the apple event. And I don't mean these, although these are an apple event that can interrupt our time with the Lord. But the apple event where we decided we'd take hold of the apple in the garden when God said, don't touch that fruit, don't touch that tree, we call it an apple, it may not have been an apple but that's how, that's how the story goes, but it was a tree that we were told to leave alone but we couldn't help ourselves, the enemy enticed us to step outside of the trust relationship that God had delivered into us as he created us, he connected us to himself and he connected us to himself to rely upon him for everything that was right and good and in harmony with who he is and who he was. But we decided we needed some, something else. We stepped outside of the beautiful, synced relationship with God the Father, the Creator, and we decided we'd give our allegiance to another voice that said, did God really say? Which is sowing a seed of doubt into us. And that seed of doubt triggered a response from us, I'm talking humankind here, not you and me at that time, but you and me in this time, 
but it triggered a response in us that took us outside of the DNA of peace with God that was created at the Creator's heart, from his heart towards us as he made us. And so we stepped outside the perfect peace and everything from then, to use an expression, went belly up. It all came unstuck and went wrong. And it, it did that because we chose to take hold of the steering wheel and we decided that we knew more about how to live life than God's design had for us. We stepped outside of the peace place that God had for us and the result was that peace was shattered. Peace existed, peace existed in the, the DNA of the relationship with God but we jettisoned that trust and we stepped into and began to hold hands with and began to be responsible for chaos. Chaos as distinct from peace. Do you know that you create chaos? Well, we all do when we step outside of what God's perfect plan is for our lives. And, and it, it starts to all get messy, doesn't it? You know, I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of seasons in my life which have been pretty messy. And, and the, the thing that makes it even more messy is when I try to sort it out. I create a problem and then I try to fix it. It's a bit like politicians. I'm not sure I should say that. We should pray for our leaders, folks. Let's stop right now and pray for our leaders. Father, your word tells us that those that are put in authority over us, we should pray for. Lord, help us right now to turn our hearts towards your love for all of those that are in authority. Lord, whether they're people we agree with or people we don't agree with, they are there. And we ask, Lord, that you would bring your wisdom into their hearts and minds. Even if they don't understand it's you, Lord, we ask for you to intervene, that you would come with your kingdom love and power into the heart of every person, of every level of authority that is in, plant, in place over us in this nation. And we ask for it in Jesus' name, especially at this time of the year, Lord, that they would be able to let their hearts be touched by your love. And those that agreed with that said, Amen. Amen. But chaos comes when people start to drive their own agendas rather than the agenda that has come out of God's heart. Peace is constantly undermined as we negotiate arrangements that we think are appropriate. And that, that includes what we set up as rules and regulations in church often. You know, sometimes religions become their own boundaries that are not meant to, they're not out of God's heart. But we set them up because we think that makes it right. We add to what was in God's heart when he said, this is the plan of peace. So we get ourselves messed up. And the word shalom is... Actually, there's a, there's a Greek word in the, and, and my, uh, my, um, my language is not necessarily quite appropriate, but there's, there's a word in the Greek which is called H-O-L-O-K-L-E-R-O-S, holokleros, eros, that's right. It's, it's a wholeness, it's like shalom. So holokleros is, is if you break the word up into two parts, it's, it's the wholeness of the eros, the wholeness of the completeness of what it's meant to be like in harmony with God. And that, that 
Greek word is used in the New Testament um, in Thessalonians. And I want to read that. Let's read that this morning. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I think it is. I should look at my notes, shouldn't I? That would help. Pretty sure it's 1 Thessalonians 5, yep, 1 to 24. I'm reading from the, which Bible have I brought with me today? The New Revised Standard Version. So it's very similar to NIV, but if you've got a, um, a Bible with you or a Bible app, it's 1 Thessalonians 5. But if you haven't, just I'll read it to you. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When they say there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them. As labour pains come upon a pregnant woman, and there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in darkness, for that day to surprise you like a thief, for you are all children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. So then let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who are drunk, get drunk at night. I'm not anti-alcohol, by the way. It's just people that sometimes, this is a reference here to being not in control. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love. And for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, as indeed you are doing. But we appeal to you, brothers and sisters, to respect those who labor among you and have charge of you in the Lord and admonish you, esteem them with very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, beloved, to admonish the idlers, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with all of them. See that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to all. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise the words that come through the word. But test everything, hold fast to what is good, and abstain from every form of evil. Verse 23 and 24. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. And may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do this. So there's an encouragement, there's a promise, but there's also a how in that, in that uh, scripture there. That this God of peace, and as the word in there in the Greek is that word I tried to pronounce before, which says a complete wholeness. I can say shalom much easily like I can say holokleros. I got it. 
Holokleros is the Greek equivalent, if you will, of shalom. It's the word that says there's total peace. It's not just a everything's quiet and still, but there's a, a settledness in a, in a relationship with God. And that is the only peace that will bring full sense of peace. Because what happens is the world and the enemy and the, uh, the events of the chaos in our lives causes us not to be at peace in our relationship with God. That's where the nexus is. If we're not completely okay in our relationship with God and know we're okay, then we don't ever find true peace. The thing that, and the other thing that we need to note is that it is only Christians, and the word is very clear about this, it is only Christians who have the ability or the capacity to ever find true peace because true peace comes to us through Jesus Christ. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, you will never, ever, no matter what you do, know true peace. That's one and one equals two. And so the peace that the world offers or arrangements will bring to you will never bring you a peace that passes all understanding, which is the, another scripture. And what that means is it's a peace that comes into your spirit and it's not dependent upon your mind. It actually passes through your whole person in a way that you find a settledness with God. And when you have that settledness with God, nothing will take away your peace if you come back to that each time. If peace is troubled or stirred, and we sang it this morning in a number of the songs, step back into the communion with Jesus and the Father, that opens the door to the Father and there is true peace. There can be all sorts of things going on, but the only way to connect to true peace is through Jesus. And, you know, we, we all have friends, I assume, who aren't Christian. And it's like we're, we're, we're sitting there with, with bread and we're not giving it to them because we have peace. But you know that they can't have it in their lives. No matter how the facade might be, they will never find true peace until they know Jesus. We, we need to be black and white about that. Not, not sort of beat around the bush and say, oh, peace, knowing they don't know Jesus. We're, we're, we're saying something to them that can't be delivered. I was with a gentleman on a plane this week and I, I had the opportunity to talk to him about what happens when this body that I'm in stops working and I go from it. I said, the body will be left behind but I'll still be alive and I'll be with Jesus. I know that. I said, unless I know Jesus, though, I don't know if that... I know that won't happen for people that don't know Jesus. And that, that's, a, that's a terrible, terrible outcome for anybody because there's an eternal separation and isolation that comes. And it's, it's like, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. So be encouraged to be genuine and share your faith and share the fact that it's only through Jesus that you will find true peace. And part of that true peace is knowing that eternally you are okay because we are eternal creatures. When this body stops working, we, the person, continues on. And it's what happens at that point, which is an eternity. And eternity is a lot longer than 100 years here on earth. You know, it goes on forever. So when you get worn out here, whatever age and stage that is, there's another stage where our spirit, 
our person, our, our core of who us goes on. We get out of this tent and we get into a whole new relationship with God. And it's not where we get angel wings because that doesn't happen, just for those that might think it does, and we don't suddenly become a star in the heavens. That's not what happens. That's what's said because it makes people feel okay about who, whoever has gone and we don't know quite what happens. We know what happens. The book tells us. Jesus has made it clear. The Father's made it clear. The Holy Spirit has made it clear. We go to be with him or we go and we are separated from him. And we go to be with him because of Jesus or we're separated from him because we've tried to find another way. Let's not shy away from that. Let's be clear about that in our conversations with those that are around us whenever we're faced with conversations about life and death. God knew we couldn't sort this out on our own. The only way we find peace is to connect through Jesus to the Father. Only with Jesus are we able to come to that place of reconnecting with our original DNA. In John 3, 16, we read, For God so loved the world <clears throat> that he gave his only Son. He came, God the Father came as God the Son. And he came so that everyone who believes on him, on who he says he is, will not stay in a living chaos. I'm, I'm paraphrasing some of this because that doesn't actually say that, but it's what it says but receive the gift of peace by knowing God. John 17, when we know God, we have entered into eternal life and that eternal life is one of peace with God. This is God's peace that we come to him through Jesus. When Jesus came, this was God's re-entry into the relationship with humankind to bring us back to the pre-apple event, the pre-apple relationship, if you will where we are connected to the Father without being one step away from him. Jesus came and said, let's put it back together again. Let's put it back the way it was meant to be. I'm here, I've come to be able to let you reconnect with the Father so that God and you are in harmony, in sync, without anything else necessary. And that's the other thing that I really want to stress. There is nothing else necessary but... Yes, you and me, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit comes as a result of that. That is what brings peace. No amount of anything else will work. The peace that is promised with Advent is a peace that is complete in itself in Jesus. Nothing else added. You don't have to stand on your head in the corner and recite something. None of that stuff matters. That's been added to and that's part of the chaos because that brings, if we don't do it right, maybe I'm still not right with God. Don't ever let that cut across or come into your life, friends. The peace of God comes only through Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, my peace I give you, I leave with you. In John 14, Jesus said these words as he was winding up his time here on earth with his disciples he said to them <clears throat> if you love you if you love me this is john 14 i'll read from verse 15 you will keep my commandments and what is what was his commandment love god love one another 
He said, it's all wrapped up in that. And I'll ask the Father and he will give you another advocate, capital A, advocate, to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth. Now, this is a really important point. Whom the world cannot receive. The world, the world cannot receive truth. So do you wonder why people want to argue with you about truth? The world can't actually receive truth. It has this chaos truth, not the truth truth. It's in the book. The world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned, Jesus says in verse 18 of John's John's chapter 14. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. Jesus is clearly establishing the how-to of the connection. Us in him and us and him in the Father and therefore the Father also in us. Those who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me and those who love me will be loved by my Father and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Judas, not Iscariot, not the one who handed Jesus over, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, those who love me will keep my word and my Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. This is becoming very one. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words and the word that you hear is not mine but is from the Father who sent me. I've said these things to you while I'm still with you but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I've said to you. And listen to this. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I'm going away and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I'm going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. And now I've told you this before it occurs so that when it does occur, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world, the ruler who brings chaos, the enemy, the prince of darkness, is coming. He has no power over me, Jesus says, but I do as the Father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let's be on our way. That passage couldn't be clearer about how peace is found. True peace. The peace that God designed to be the thing that causes our hearts to be at rest. Our souls to be at peace. No other way. You can have all the money that you ever think you want. You can have all the chattels that you ever think you want. But you will not find peace in them. I can testify to that, having been spoilt by the Lord over the years. Doesn't come close to the peace that comes from being in Jesus, with Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit. The important thing is, 
that for us in this time, like right now, 2022, Lawton, Australia, this peace gift is for us. It's not written back there for them. It's written, it's written back there for us now. And, and it is available to us now because it comes in the Holy Spirit to us. You see, once we're born again, once we say yes to Jesus, we are born again. And that process is that we've said yes to Jesus and so we have died to who we were and we're born anew into a relationship with the Father because we've said yes to Jesus. And that's what makes us born again. There are things like being baptised, which helps to connect all the dots in that. But if you have never been put in the water, it doesn't matter if you've said yes to Jesus, then that's okay. When we're born again... We are in a new relationship with the Father. And all of the judgment that is written about in the Word that we think we're going to face one day, we've already faced it because it's already been dealt with in Jesus on the cross. You've got to hear that, folks. A lot of people don't get that. They say, oh, we're going to stand before the judgment of God. God is going to give us rewards, but we've been judged for what we do. But we've been judged, found guilty, and being dealt with on the cross with Jesus, when we say, Jesus, I'm coming with you for what you've done for me, he says, come on board, you're born again, you're now with me with the Father, and all that has happened to you is dealt with. The other good thing about that is that after we give our lives to Jesus, there's still sin happens to be part of who we are because we're still broken. That's all paid for too. It's not like we start a new book that says, that's before we were born again, and this is post-born again sin. Sin is dealt with completely through Jesus Christ. Christians walk around hobbled because we think, oh, I made a mistake. Yeah, we make mistakes, but we can find peace when we come and say, God, I made a mistake today, and I'm sorry about that. Then the peace comes back. If it doesn't, the peace is being robbed by the chaos of the enemies lying to you, and it's a lie. Anyone who's given their heart to Jesus, it's a lie when you lose your peace. You get it? Hello? I want you to get it. It's important. Don't lose your peace. If you do, it's the enemy lying to you. He's bringing chaos where he's not allowed to because you're born again. And if you're not born again, today's a really good day to do it. Because once you say yes to Jesus, you transfer from the list of the guys that are going to end up in a really unpleasant place to being someone who's having a relationship with the living God right now. And the Holy Spirit comes. And the Holy Spirit brings with himself, or the himself, herself, the gender doesn't matter in the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, what comes also is all the fruit and the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control. Did I get them all? I might have missed one, but sometimes I do. But the, the peace, the peace is in the, in, in the package. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings you and me peace today. All we've got to do is say, yes, thanks, Lord. I'll have that. We can experience it. There is an experience of peace, let me assure you. I believe the Lord wants to refresh us in that today there's an experience of peace we can't think our way into it we can't feel our way into it it comes as a gift from God 
and we just go, oh, wow. And we go like that because we are able, through the Holy Spirit and through our relationship with Jesus, to totally trust that God is who he says he is. He's good. Absolutely, totally faithful. We sang it again this morning. He doesn't change his mind like we do. He's not inclined to go, well, David, yesterday you got it right, but boy, you made a mess today. And therefore, I'm not going to talk to you until next week. That doesn't happen. It's not what happens. What happens is, yesterday morning, I was having a time with the Lord very early in the morning. And and all of a sudden, he started to give me some notes. So I thought, I better get up and write them down, which is part of what today is. And it was... It was just so easy because he was talking and for a change I was just listening. It's really good to learn to listen, folks. Maybe you do it a lot better than I do, but I, I kind of get into these conversations. God will start something and I, I start talking to him and I end up over here and suddenly I think, that's probably not what you are actually wanting to talk to me about, Lord, was it? And so I come back and say, let's start again. And then I go off on another tangent. You know, Some of my conversations with God, which could be, one minute lasts for an hour. He's got a minute of conversation. I've got 59 minutes and he keeps saying, back here, mate, come back here. Let's talk about this. Yesterday morning I was, having, I was shaving, shaving my head. And I said, Lord, how are we doing? He said, I got the numbers. <laughs> he was, I was like, you know, he knew, even though I was shaving my head, he knew how many hairs were still on my head. He said, I got the numbers, David. It's, it's that sort of conversation that I enjoy having with the Lord. It happens at any time and all the time. But the thing that I've discovered, and, I, and I, I, I desperately want you to find for yourselves, is this peace because I know that God is faithful to what he has said and that Jesus has made it right for me with the Father. I have had to do nothing about that other than say, I'll take that gift, thank you, Jesus. If I had to earn it, I wouldn't make it. I'm a broken man. I'm a man with chaos in my life. But Jesus is the one that says, calm the horses, settle down, it's okay. Come on, let's keep moving. And I go, okay, I can trust you, Lord. And you can trust him too. He brings peace. He brings us back to that place of holocrios, where there's a complete package of being okay. It's being in relationship with someone who totally knows you, totally gets you, and totally loves you. Not many people can do that, but God can. I'm not saying people can't. I think my, my wife gets me. She totally loves me. I don't deserve it. But I know that God is completely faithful and he loves me and he loves you. And so the simplicity of this Advent for us to find peace is to, if necessary, refresh, renew our yes to Jesus If we've given our hearts to Jesus, we're safe. But the chaos comes in and tries to disturb our peace. When my dad was, when I met with him not long before he passed away, I hadn't 
he'd had a, a time of his life where he wasn't walking with the Lord for many years. <clears throat> and, um, and I said to him, Dad, we need to have a talk because I don't want what's been robbed in this life to be robbed for our eternity. I'd like to make sure that we get to hang out together into the future. I said, I know you gave your heart to the Lord 30 years ago and I think that still works even though since then you've denied him, you've said he doesn't exist, you've told me I'm crazy, you've told all the world God's not God. But I still think that if you have said yes to him back there, he'll, he'll take all that and bundle it up and say, that's okay, Bill, I know you said yes to me. I said, but I want to take out some insurance. I'm not God, so can we just pray again and ask God to come and forgive you? And he said, yes. And the most... I've shared this story before, but I'll just share it again. The most amazing thing happened. He was lying in a hospital bed, and he, he was told he had six weeks to live at that point. And I said, Lord, Dad's just said he wants to recommit his life to you. Would you come now and just forgive him his sin and come and bless him, Lord? I had my eyes closed when I said that. When I opened them, I had a visible sense of seeing the Holy Spirit on my father. He was so totally at peace. I actually thought he died. He was so much at peace. And I looked again and he was breathing. And I said, God, he's a bad guy. And I just say, will you forgive him and you come with your peace and your power and your Holy Spirit? Hey, that's pretty, that blows me away. I was offended at God's goodness. It just sort of confronted my understanding. I thought God would forgive him and then maybe sort of, work with him a bit so that he'd discover how good God was. But God just came, bam, the Holy Spirit fell on him and he was, isn't this wonderful? <laughs> That's the grace of God. That's the grace of God. He lived for another six months and he told, told lots of people about Jesus in that time. But that's the grace of God and that is how we can trust a father in heaven who sent his son to earth and we celebrate that in Advent and what came with Jesus was peace that passes all understanding. We read it. Philippians is a, is a good passage. Let me find it in here somewhere. <clears throat> Philippians 4, we read these words. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, hear that? Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, it doesn't rely upon our ability to comprehend, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Fabulous. We pray see that, paraphrase that little passage of scripture in our house and we say, sweat not, God is good. That's probably a little Aussie, but it works. Don't be stressed about anything, God is good. And so this morning, my invitation to you, I believe from the Lord, is let the DNA of heaven that comes in Jesus Christ, that we look forward to in Advent, 
let it come for you and for me afresh today. That the chaos that's been kicking around that wants to disturb our peace, we tell it, get lost. We only want to connect to, to Jesus. And with that, we connect to the peace that comes with Jesus. And the Holy Spirit will come and be with you and with me and with us this Advent and in all the Advents that are ahead that we celebrate. Does that make sense? Do you want to be in it? Okay, well, I think what we should do is there may be some here who've never said yes to Jesus. And, and I'm not asking you to identify yourselves, but if this is for you new, please come and share afterwards with someone at the front that this has been a first time for you. But for the others that are here, for the rest of us, the invitation is to say, Lord, I want to just be connected to your peace. Holy Spirit, come and let me experience the peace that comes from the Father's heart through Jesus to me today. And we will tell the chaos that it has no place in our lives. We want, no, we want nothing to do with the chaos that is being presented to us every, each and every day. So if you'd like to be part of that prayer, I just invite you to stand. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you are faithful, God. That we, Lord, couldn't make it, so you sent Jesus. Lord, when I say we, humankind, we tried everything, but we couldn't get ourselves to be back in a place of peace with you. And Lord, you've rescued us. Jesus, thank you that you came to earth. Your patience just blows me away, Lord. You came as a baby. You didn't come as a full-grown man and get stuck into it. You came as a baby and you allowed yourself to be at risk. But you trusted the Father's plan as you handed all authority to him. And you came to earth and you grew up and you became a man and you showed us the Father's heart. And then, Lord, you said to us, I'm going, to, I'm going to have the Holy Spirit come and be with you because I'm going. And he will bring a peace that comes through me from the Father to you that the world can't bring. Your peace. And so, Lord, we this morning want to reconnect with your peace. Holy Spirit, you are the one who carries the peace of Jesus. You are the one who brings and delivers the peace of Jesus into our lives. And so this morning, Lord, in your goodness and your faithfulness, we thank you that we can say, come Holy Spirit, come and release into us the peace that Jesus said we could have, the peace that only comes from him, from the Father through him and via you, Holy Spirit, as you are within us. And for those of us, Lord, who are for the first time saying, Jesus, I accept you as my Saviour and my Lord, oh, Holy Spirit, just come with a fresh new life touch into these people.
today. And that you then, Holy Spirit, with them and with us, continue to reside and pump away in our soul with the love of the Father and the power of the kingdom come. Holy Spirit, we bless you and we thank you. So come now, let your peace just descend and wash into and everyone that has agreed with these words. In your name, Jesus, we pray. I just invite you to wait. Just stay calm. And just let the Spirit of God touch you. Lord, I thank you that your peace is not a peace that can be conjured up by the world. It only comes from you. That peace that reconnects us fully into a trusting relationship with the Father. And with you, Jesus, that all your words, all your promises, we take them as being complete and 100%. Lord, that our lives would be changed as we become people who rely upon you in the storms. That we won't, Lord, have our peace disturbed by our circumstances because our peace is one that surpasses all of that. We bless you, Lord. We thank you that you are a giver that has no basis that is measuring us, but you give because you love us completely and unconditionally in Jesus. Lord, the world can't do that, and we can't do that without you. But we thank you that we can do that with you. We ask that this Advent season we might become a people who do that with you to all those that we meet and all those that come into our sphere of contact and influence, that your peace would flow from us to them and that your life would flow from us to them and that with your peace, Lord, comes life in all its fullness that can only be found in you. And it's full because it's completely at peace with you and the Father. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless you and we ask that this Advent season might be one that as we have grasped something of hope 
And as we allow peace to now, Lord, invade us, overwhelm us and change us. That, Lord, the rest of the package would come alive for us to this Advent season. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen, my friends. Amen. There's a number of words for healing that were uh, shared earlier this this morning between the Lord and the prayer group. Um, I just will read them out, and if some of these are, or if any of these are appropriate for you, I'd invite you to come forward as they read out to the front and then others will come and pray with you Um, and then we'll sort of dismiss. But right now, uh, a pain behind the left eye as someone perhaps got a pain in their head behind their left eye. Um, Does that touch anybody particularly? Okay, Uh, soreness across the knuckles of the right foot, across the, the foot. Anyone got a sore foot? And also underneath the ball of the foot. If any of these things are connected to you in any way, just come on out the front at the end of this. Um, There was a picture, and I got this picture, I don't know quite what it was, but I had a picture of a heart, and the bottom of the heart seemed to be in some distress, like it was discoloured, and perhaps it was the blood flow at the bottom of the heart wasn't right. If anyone has a heart condition of any kind... Come out afterwards and we'll pray for you. Um, people with hay fever or allergies right now, um, there's the Lord put that on the list. Um, balance uh, issues, pain in the elbow, aching teeth in the upper jaw. It wasn't a tooth, it was like an ache in the upper gum. Um, two other things which were quite significant if you've been emotionally down or feeling physically drained the Lord wants to touch life and he may have already done that in our time with him but if you're feeling like you're physically drained or emotionally under a load um, someone with a concern about work it's, it's really in the front of their mind. It may be a new job or it may be just a job, but we feel like somebody was really troubled about that. Um, and wanting more of a touch of the Lord, and again, we've asked for that this morning. And lastly, a tightness in the left calf. So there's a fair bit of stuff there that we felt like the Lord said he wanted to touch with his healing. Um, so for anybody that has any of those things that they'd like prayer for, please come on down. Or if there's any other prayer need, uh, the, the, the church is open. So I, I bless you in the name of the Lord as we go and have, I think the sausages are up the back, are they? Yay! There's a barbecue, there's sausages at the back. Um, please feel free to partake. And uh, if there's any other uh, things, then please, uh, there's plenty of people here to pray. So come on down. Bless you. Have a sausage. Have an awesome week with the Lord. Hang on to the peace. Don't let the chaos come in and mess with your life. God bless.